Good morning, and welcome to Simply Sports. It's Saturday, January 20th. On today's show, Jokic honors Milosevic with a big night on the Celtics' turf, while Alcaraz cruises into the fourth round and Paul is out in five sets. Plus, Vanderveer ties Krzyzewski atop the NCAA wins list. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Sports. We start off with a recent clash between the Boston Celtics and the Denver Nuggets, where Nuggets superstar Nikola Jokic put on an impressive performance. Scoring 34 points, 12 rebounds, and 9 assists in 38 minutes, Jokic led his team to victory, ending Boston's unbeaten home record. This remarkable performance came just days after the tragic passing of Golden State Warriors assistant Dijon Milosevic, who was a mentor and coach to Jokic. Here with us to discuss this further is our sports correspondent. So Arnold, how significant was Jokic's performance given the circumstances? David, it was an incredibly poignant performance. Nuggets coach Michael Malone expressed his pride in Jokic, stating that he honored Milosevic's memory and legacy by playing at such a high level. It's not easy to perform with a heavy heart, but Jokic, who is the defending NBA Finals MVP, showed why he's considered one of the best players in the world. The game was described as having the intensity of a finals match. Can you expand on that? Absolutely, David. The high-level play, the intensity, and the raucous Friday night crowd at TD Garden all contributed to a playoff-like atmosphere. The Celtics had a 98-95 lead, with less than five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, but they missed eight of their final nine shots. Jason Tatum, who is three for 13 on game-tying or go-ahead field goal attempts in the final 10 seconds of fourth quarter and overtimes over the past two seasons, admitted he rushed the final shot. The Celtics' offense seemed to struggle late in the game. What can you tell us about that? Indeed, David. The Celtics would like to have several of those late shots back including a couple of wide-open three-pointers missed by Jalen Brown and Derek White with a minute to go. However, it was also a game where Denver's stars, particularly Jokic and Jamal Murray, who combined for 69 points, carried the night. It seems like Jokic's performance was a key factor in Denver's victory. What does this mean for the Nuggets moving forward? Jokic's performance is a testament to his resilience and his ability to perform under pressure. This victory not only ended Boston's unbeaten home record, but also showcased the Nuggets' potential as they defend their NBA championship title. It's clear that Jokic is a crucial part of their success, and his performance will likely continue to be a determining factor in their future games. That was our sports correspondent discussing the recent NBA game between the Denver Nuggets and the Boston Celtics. Thanks for your insights. In the latest from the Australian Open, Carlos Alcaraz has made it to the fourth round after his opponent, Shang Junsheng, retired early in the third set of their third round match. Alcaraz, the number two seed, was leading 6-1-6-1-1-0 when Shang, who had his right thigh heavily strapped from the start, decided to call it a day after just 66 minutes. Here to discuss this further is our sports correspondent. So Bella, what can you tell us about this match? Well, David, it's certainly not the way Alcaraz would have wanted to advance. He himself missed last year's event due to injury and was watching the matches from his couch. 
This is his first time in the second week at the Australian Open, and he's expressed that it feels special. Unfortunately for Shang, the injury to his right thigh was too much to continue the match. Who will Alcaraz be facing in the next round? Alcaraz will be playing against Miomir Kekmanovic, who had a thrilling match against last year's semifinalist Tommy Paul. Paul led by two sets to one and even had a match point in the fourth set tiebreak, but Kekmanovic managed to level and then dominated the deciding set for victory. Kekmanovic himself admitted that he had a bit more luck and played some fantastic tennis at the end. What about the other matches? Any notable performances? Yes, indeed. No 9, Hubert Hercotch saw off number 21, Ugo Humbert, 3-6-6-1-7-6-4-6-3 to reach the fourth round for the second year in a row. He will play against the wildcard entry from France, Arthur Cazot, who beat 28th-ranked Talon Greekspor, 6-3-6-3-6-1. It's shaping up to be an exciting tournament. Certainly sounds like it. That was our sports correspondent with the latest from the Australian Open. Thanks for the update. Stanford women's coach Tara Vanderveer has tied with former Duke men's coach Mike Strzeski for the most college coaching wins in NCAA history, reaching her 1,202nd victory. Despite losing star player Cameron Brink to a knee injury in the first quarter, Vanderveer's number eight Cardinal beat Oregon 88-63. Here to discuss this further is our sports correspondent. So Celeste, how significant is this achievement for Vanderveer and women's basketball in general? David, this is a monumental achievement. Vanderveer has been a trailblazer in women's basketball for decades, and this record is a testament to her incredible career. It's also a significant moment for women's basketball, bringing a lot of attention to the sport. Vanderveer herself has said that it's great for women's basketball that there's a lot of attention. With Brink out for most of the game, junior forward Kiki Ariafen led Stanford with 21 points and 15 rebounds. How did the team adapt to this sudden change? The team showed great resilience. Iriafen stepped up and delivered a standout performance, and the rest of the team rallied around her. It's a testament to the depth and talent of the Stanford team, as well as Vanderveer's coaching. Vanderveer has a chance to become the all-time leader on Sunday when Stanford hosts Oregon State. What can we expect from this game? It's going to be a challenging game. Oregon State has been performing well and they'll be looking to spoil Stanford's party. But knowing Vanderveer, she'll be more focused on ensuring her team performs well and stays atop the Pac-12, rather than the record. Vanderveer has had an illustrious career, with three NCAA titles and 26 conference regular season titles during her tenure at Stanford. Can you tell us more about her journey? Absolutely, David. Vanderveer has been at the heart of Stanford's success for 38 seasons, she even stepped away from the Cardinal for a season to coach the U.S. national team leading into the 1996 Atlanta Olympics, a team whose success helped pave the way for the launch of the WNBA. She's had 30 players drafted into the WNBA, including number one picks Neka and Chani Agumaike. Her first college game win was in 1978, and she's been breaking records ever since. Vanderveer reflected on the evolution of women's sports on Friday mentioning how different it was when she was a player. Can you elaborate on that? Yes, she spoke about how they used to practice late at night after the men's team, how they had to wash their own uniforms, buy their own shoes, and even drive vans. She expressed hope that young girls who get opportunities today 
really appreciate all the things they get. Despite the challenges she faced as a player, she was a head coach by the age of 24 and has loved every moment since. That was our sports correspondent discussing the remarkable career of Tara Vanderveer. Thanks for your insights. In a remarkable display of skill and determination, Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns scored a season-high 52 points in just 37 minutes, marking his second consecutive 50-point game against the New Orleans Pelicans. The Suns beat the Pelicans 123-109 on Friday night, securing their fourth straight victory. Here to delve deeper into this is our sports correspondent. Helena, what makes Booker's performance so significant? David, Booker's performance is indeed significant. He became the sixth player to record consecutive 50-point games against a single opponent, joining the likes of James Harden, Adrian Dantley, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, and Wilt Chamberlain. Chamberlain did it 38 different times, which is a record in itself. This is also the sixth time in his career that Booker has reached 50 points, with his career high being 70 points against Boston back in 2017. That's quite impressive. Suns coach Frank Vogel praised Booker's incredible killer instinct. Can you elaborate on that? Absolutely, David. Vogel's comment about Booker's killer instinct refers to his ability to perform under pressure and his relentless drive to score. He has an exceptional ability to read the game, find gaps in the defense, and make crucial shots. When the double teams came, he shared the ball, showing his versatility as a player. His performance was indeed spectacular. The Pelicans, on the other hand, didn't shoot well enough to keep up with Booker and the Suns. What went wrong for them? The Pelicans struggled with their shooting, missing 32 of 42 three-point shots. This came just two nights after they made a franchise record 25 from deep in a victory over Charlotte. Pelicans coach Willie Green was particularly bothered by his starters' defensive effort. He mentioned that while they can score, they need to improve their defense. The Pelicans were unable to find a rhythm after the Suns took an early lead, which ultimately affected their performance. It's clear that Booker's performance was a key factor in the Suns' victory. What can we expect from him and the Suns moving forward? Well, David, if Booker continues to play at this level, we can expect more high-scoring games from him. The Suns, on the other hand, have been on a winning streak and will look to maintain their momentum. They have a strong team, and if they can keep up their current form, they could be serious contenders in the Western Conference. That was our sports correspondent with an in-depth analysis of the Suns' victory over the Pelicans. Thanks for your insights. All right, that wraps up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Sports. We'll see you back here tomorrow.